0: Welcome back to the Going Coastal podcast, the podcast of the Students and New Professionals chapter of the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association and hosted by the American Shoreline Podcast Network. I'm one of your two co-hosts, John Miller.
1: And I'm the other of your two co-hosts, Marissa Torres.
0: On this episode, we'll be talking about the upcoming ASBPA National Coastal Conference taking place later this Oh, next month, actually, by the time this this airs. Today, we have with us three of the members of the organizing committee of this year's conference, uh, Doug George from NOAA, uh, Kimberly Garvey from Moffitt Nickel, and Andrew Wyclint from Actum. So thank all three of you for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I think we're going to start off the way that we start off with most of our guests, just to give everybody a chance to, to know members of the ASBPA community. So we typically ask Uh, all of our guests to kind of provide a brief intro, kind of who they are, where they work, um, you know, their relationship to ASPPA, and some general stuff. So uh, since we have three guests, let's try to keep it somewhat orderly. And uh, we'll start off with Doug. So why don't don't you take a first stab at that question?
2: Okay, great. Sure. Thanks. Um, Yeah, my name is Doug George. I am a geological oceanographer and a physical scientist at NOAA's Office for Coastal Management. And I have been Involved with uh, California Shore and Beach Preservation Association for seven years, Um, joined the board and um, then was asked to join the ASBPA Managing Directors Board. And um, during that tenure uh, was invited to be, um, or I guess volunteered to be a co-chair of the conference this fall. And um, most of my work has been in the space of sediment management, um, sediment research. And um, now I um, am part of the, the NERS Science Collaborative, the National Estuarine Research Reserve System uh, Science Collaborative Program, which uh, runs collaborative science uh, competitions for all 30 NERS reserves across the nation. And, um, and I'm out here in California.
0: Very cool. Okay, so Kim, uh, you're up next. Why don't we, you describe uh, a little bit about what you did?
3: Okay. I am a coastal engineer at Moffat Nickel in Long Beach, California, so most of my work is in Southern California, although I do have one project where I'm working on the Hawaii Coastal Resiliency Study. Um, I I am also the president of the California chapter of ASBPA, and that's how I got involved in planning for this conference, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Great. And Andrew, why don't you back clean up and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Uh, Andrew
4: Weichland. I'm a coastal engineer at Aptum. I'm also a project manager and our company's diving safety officer as well. Um, so I wear a lot of different hats and I get to work all across the country. i um, been involved with uh, American Shore and Beach Preservation Association for the past 16 years. Uh, joined it when I started my career. And uh, when I moved out to Hawaii, about back out to Hawaii about 10 years ago or so, I uh, was involved with a group of people, and we actually started the Hawaii chapter of uh, American Shore and Beach Preservation Association. Uh, so I've been involved with that for the past seven years, and uh, president of this organization. So i um, really happy to be here, and uh, first time on the podcast. So this is something completely new for me.
1: Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. Thank you so much all for your time. So I guess I'm just going to jump right into the California Beach Preservation Association. It is a regional chapter of ASBPA. So how does that mission, what's the focus of this regional chapter and how do you guys operate compared to the national ASBPA um, organization?
3: So, I think of the CSBPA or the California chapter as being sort of a microcosm of ASBPA. So, we have very similar objectives as ASBPA, um, merging science and policy, um, all about healthy beaches. And we are our, um, our organization, we do education, um, outreach, um, advocating for beach restoration. And I'm going to pass it on to Doug, who is also on our CSBPA board to uh, fill in what I may have missed.
2: Yeah, something that's interesting about California and the CSBPA is that we're such a large state um, that we actually are split and our our organization is kind of semi-split in two. So there's a Northern California, like I wouldn't call it a chapter, but um, Northern California Vice President and a Southern California Vice President. So I'm the Northern California Vice President um, but we kind of blur the lines and we, we view the state as, as one big, you know, over 2000 mile coastline of marshes and beaches. And so I think some of the things that we focus on um, that augment what Kim just described with um, ASBPA, uh, we have a lot of marshes um, that we we would like to see restored Um you know, especially in the San Francisco Bay, where we've lost more than 90% historically of our, of our wetlands, but also Humboldt Bay and San Diego Bay, um, and then all throughout Southern California. So in addition to sort of beaches, we take a very broad view of the word shore. And, um, and so we, we think about mud, we think about um, wetland restoration and resilience in, in a lot of what we talk about. Um, and then on the flip side, we also have, as Kim said, sort of beaches, but we have a really, as some of you may know, pretty tectonically active coastline. Um, so we have a, a, you know, a, a thing called the San Andreas Fault that kind of rips our state apart every so often. And, um, so we have a lot of big coastal erosion issues. Um, so we focus on some, you know, dynamic issues that, that kind of, in addition to to sort of, I would say, traditional beach nourishment, um, and what's really great about ASBPA, I think, is that um, the national level is is starting to really expand its interpretation as well of shore and beach, and um, and I think part of that is really um, really helping California, the California chapter, um, you know, talk about these issues as well.
0: So uh, you know, I, I think you know the focus of this uh, this specific podcast is the uh, National conference, which is coming up um, in September in Long Beach. Uh, I know the the national conference doesn't make that trip out west uh, all that often, so it, it's kind of special when it does. Uh, so I wanted to, you know, give uh, give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, overall about the conference, some of the things to expect, um, you know, and and try to try your best to encourage. This this episode will air before the conference, so try try your best to kind of. Entice those of us that might be on the fence about why to why to make that trip out to to California. So, Andrew, uh, why don't we why don't we start with you and maybe take a stab at that?
4: As far as the conference out in California it is in the West Coast, so it, it brings a completely different perspective to traditional conferences of ASBP on the East Coast. Um, coming from Hawaii over here, uh, it's it's a lot closer to to our region, so I know that we plan on having several of our representatives go up and attend the conference. Um, and also, we've been recently working on a, uh, oh, sediment regulations for uh, Coastal States organization throughout the Pacific Island region, and trying to get some membership and uh, representatives from Guam, uh, uh, the Marianas, and, and some of the other uh, island island nations that are in the Pacific to attend the conference see what ASBPA is about and, um, you know, hopefully broaden their horizons as well. So I, I think that it brings a different perspective rather than the, you know, it's, it's more of an active coast with the large Pacific wave. So looking forward to hearing some different talks compared to, you know, what we hear over on the East Coast or, or the Gulf of
0: Mexico. Great. Doug, uh, Doug or Kim, do you have anything to sort of add to that perspective?
3: I'll, I'll give a plug. Um... Specifically, actually, for Long Beach itself, Uh, I am so excited because I live and work in Long Beach. So having the conference in Long Beach is especially cool for me. I think Long Beach has a lot to offer. For those of you that are have um, received the Coastal Voice newsletter, I had the opportunity to write an article for it. So what I'm going to say is somewhat redundant with that. But Long Beach has it has a ton to offer, um, both on the just the diversity of its coastline and sort of understanding the different aspects of the coastline. It's got a long beach, as you might it might uh, get, um, but it also has marinas. It has an offshore breakwater. It has coastal wetlands. And then on top of that, it's has a lot of fun things to do. So if you have the opportunity to spend the weekend before or after or an evening, um, we have a lot of water related fun activities so you can you can ride a gondola in our canals you can do stand-up paddle boarding in our um, alamedas bay there's windsurfing and kite surfing and sailing and right you can just ride a bike along our miles of shoreline so there is no shortage of fun and recreational things to do in addition to the conference so that that's my plug my plug is for long beach <laughs> Hope you'll come.
0: Yeah, I had the uh, I had the pleasure several years ago to of going to a Restore America's Estuaries conference, which was in Long Beach. Unfortunately, I think I stayed for all of about a day and a half, maybe two days. So flew all the way from the East Coast. I think I spent more time at airports or on planes than I actually did in Long Beach. But I definitely enjoyed a cold beverage, sitting out by the water, um, enjoying the beautiful scenery and the and the, and the views there. So. Uh, from that very short experience, I would definitely recommend uh, making that trip to Long Beach because I, I wish I had more time to, to spend there.
2: little plug, um, you know, I, I love that Kim plugged Long Beach um, alone because it's, it's I'm from Southern California myself. So, you know, I'm always a fan of, of people coming to SoCal. Um, but, you know, it's also really an opportunity to come out to a state that um, that covers the same distance from New York City down to Georgia. Um, you know, I, I, that's, that's a lot of miles of coastline. Um, so, you know, I'm going to plug for the whole state. I come out and see, see all these different shoreline types and um, different challenges that we face. Um, you know, we've got urban coastlines, we've got rural coastlines, um, and it's all slammed up really close to some really big mountains. And one of the things that we're going to do during the conference, uh, at the end of the conference, we have a field trip where we're going to go down um, the coast just a little bit. And you're going to get a chance to see if you participate, uh, a chance to see what it's like to have these coastal mountains um, with a real sliver of coastline before you hit the ocean. And um, what what does that mean for coastal management? What does that mean for coastal engineering? Um, and, and how do we live with a such a dynamic um, coastline? And you get a chance to see that. Um, and the other thing I'd, I'd plug for is that we're going to have a really cool event where we're kicking off something called Snap the Sand. And this event is uh, building off of a, uh, a, an online resource that the Army Corps has developed uh, to, to populate a grain size database online, basically crowdsourcing the information where you just put a quarter on the sand, take a picture with your iPhone, and you upload it. And the algorithms that they've developed with USGS as a partner will size the grain sizes and um, and create a database, and that just has huge applications for uh, for so many different people and different organizations. So we're we're going to try and do a big push on uh, in California for the, the the subsequent week and two weeks of September after the conference. But we're going to be launching that right there at the conference, so you can. Come on out, throw a quarter on the ground and take a picture um, and and be part of sourcing um, a national database of of grain size. I mean, it's ASBPA. Everyone's going to love that.
1: (laughs) Any excuse to get out on the beach for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited about um, that Snap the Sand event Um, as a member of the URDIC. And uh, I've never actually met Mr. or Dr. uh, Brian McFall. I apologize if I ruined that uh uh name for you um he is uh doing such a wonderful job with um just sand snap i guess i don't know if that's trademark yet in general and it's really exciting to see that kind of collaboration and this is a perfect opportunity for that type of event to occur perfect place perfect just the right amount of uh, the right type of people to get involved. And it's kind of almost a family-friendly event. So anybody out there who's already in the area, bring your family along too, teach them how to snap the sand and really help benefit and contribute to uh, this national resource for grain size classification. So snaps for that, literally and figuratively.
0: One of those data points is mine. I have snapped the sand, so I have wow. participated in when we take our students out, we, we uh, advertise for Sand Snap and actually have little stickers on some of our water bottles. And so we, we do our best to promote it. So it's, I'm glad to hear that um, the program is continuing and this will be an opportunity at the
3: conference. And the, the conference Snap the Sand is going to be extra fun because there's going to be a Students and New Professionals volleyball game going on in conjunction with Snap the Sand. So it's a bonus.
1: You betcha. She nailed it. <laughs>
3: Yes, SNP
1: <laughs> will be hosting our volleyball tournament right um, during, kind of before or after, around the same time. So if you're not actively playing volleyball and competing, then go ahead and snap the sand.
0: So Kim, I have a question. Why do we why do we continue to do the volleyball game if the engineers win every time?
3: Well, being an engineer, I think that's <laughs> like a very good reason for us to be continuing. <laughs> Go engineers! I think
0: years ago we got crushed I, at mini golf, but
2: I feel like as the scientist here, I need to speak up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, uh, if you could, uh, if I was on video right now, I'm holding my palm tree tropical trophy palm tree from the Galveston volleyball game where the engineers won. It's always,
0: a, it's always a fun, friendly rivalry. I, lo- I love poking fun at the uh, at the scientist or geologist engineer. Not afraid, but it's always it's always a it's always a fun time uh regardless of who wins so definitely recommend participating in that you no know, regardless of your skill level it's not uh it's not uh what is what's the what's the uh volleyball association FIBA or something along those lines it's not uh you don't
3: <laughs> not an yeah exactly yeah.
0: it's just a, it's just yeah. a whole lot of fun um so definitely advise participating in that so um one of the things that I did want to get into um it seems like you know the, the I guess the format of ASBPA conferences is sort of um, uh, yeah, similar from year to year, but I think there's there's a couple things this year that are a little bit different um, um, than in years prior. So um, maybe wanted to touch on some of those things, um, particularly things like the poster sessions and the lightning talks and some of those aspects. So um, I don't know who wants to take a ch- take a stab at uh, discussing some of that.
2: Yeah, sure. I can I can speak a little bit about some of the uh, the ways that we we keep evolving the conferences as uh, as I think people have have started to see different ways of doing things, um, communicating technical information in, in shorter bursts like the lightning talks that you mentioned. Um, but we've also learned a lot from the pandemic, and uh, so we, similar to many conferences now, uh, you know we have a few virtual options. Um, you know, clearly we want folks to come and enjoy. Enjoy uh, California and Long Beach and be in person, but uh, we absolutely understand that some people might want to um, be a little bit more distant, um, but still involved. And so we we certainly have hybrid options. Um, but um, yeah, we have, uh, as you said, uh, you know, we've got lightning talks um, where people can just um, give a, give a quick shot about what their what their their work is and um, and sort of engage that way. Um, we also have a poster session, and that is going to be spanning um, most of the um, most of the second day, um, when uh, when other concurrent sessions are going on. So you can go to a session, or you could come to the, come and engage with the with the um,
4: with folks that have put in posters. Can you actually go into a little bit more about what the lightning talks are and whether you have to, need, you know, need to pre-register for that? I um, I've missed out on a couple of the meetings, taking care of a newborn here, but uh, it'd be nice to hear a little bit more about that since that's something completely different. Yeah, sure. Um, congratulations, by the way. That's
2: always exciting. Another another little grommet out there. Um, so. You do need to participate um you need to participate as a um uh, as a registrant for uh, to be able to enter into the lightning talk space um, so it's essentially the same as the uh, registration for for any of the other um, concurrent sessions
3: and if anybody that's listening um does uh, want more information, you can go to the ASPPA conference website, and if you can't find it, there is a um, contact information. I just, I wanted to also add that I I think a great part of this ASPPA national conference is, kind of as Doug intimated, is the the diversity of activities. So there's the, the normal presentations and the lightning talks and a poster session Uh, But there's also short courses and a field trip, Um, there's receptions, Uh, we have um, plenary sessions with um, distinguished speakers, as well as a lunch session with a distinguished speaker. So, just a a good diversity of um, activities. It's a very well-rounded conference.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome. Every year, I'm excited to um, see what these lightning talks are all about. But I was wondering, Kim, or anybody, if you could shed some light on some of the short courses that will be offered this year. Um, I think there are some related to engineering with nature, maybe. um, And just kind of giving an overview of, you know, what's being offered, who are they really tailored for? Like, who's who should attend a short course and what are like the benefits of attending or participating in a short course?
3: Sure, I can start. I've I've actually attended, I think now five of the short courses. So it's actually part of a program um, that's put together by the Coastal Zone Foundation in collaboration with uh, ASPPA. And the two short courses that are being offered as part of this conference are on Tuesday, September 13th. Um, The morning session is called Common Mistakes in Design of of Coastal and Marine Projects. And the afternoon session is Engineering with Nature. And uh, as uh, somebody that's uh, been to one, and um, I'll say I'm a little more on the older side, I have greatly benefited from it. And um, I think, you know, it really isn't targeted to one type of participant over another, um, anybody I think would benefit from him.
1: I don't know if I caught this or, but like what what goes into a short course? Like is this like a workshop, a training? Is it just kind of a, a targeted dedicated session almost to to that topic?
3: I would characterize it as an educational um, session. So there are presentations and there are, speakers that go through um, subject matter um, material, present that there's an opportunity to ask questions, but um, it is intended to be uh, for, for education and for learning of participants for a targeted topic.
4: And, and the nice thing about these short courses, is it's a, it's a fairly high level overview of, of the various topic areas that are discussed um so you get a a general understanding of the broad concepts and enough to ask you know ask some questions and figure out you know where to dive in deeper if you want to learn additional information so it's a it's a good starting point to expand your knowledge base
0: yeah i think the uh the short courses are great and you know as somebody who actually created one of them the the coastal engineering short course um just to echo all of those statements it's uh nothing to be intimidated by it is definitely something that um is targeted for basically the, the, the diverse audience that ASBPA attracts. So, um, it's coastal engineering for coastal policy folks. And then there's coastal policy for the coastal engineering folks. And I think we all benefit from that shared knowledge. Um, and certainly I would, uh, I would, uh, definitely plug for the, uh, certified coastal, uh, practitioner, uh, credential, which you get by completing a certain number of these short courses. Um, I think it's uh, uh, you'll learn a lot on the course of doing it, um, and I think it uh, signifies a certain uh, breadth of uh, knowledge. And again, being able to communicate across those different boundaries—the geology, the engineer, the the management side—so definitely think it's a, a worthwhile um, endeavor to to achieve that credential. So, I, again, being the, the the podcast of the Student and New Professionals chapter. I wanted to turn the uh, attention, I guess, more towards the the, the student and young professional side. Um, I think the first thing, uh, you know, I would do is, um, you know, ask any of our our guests if they themselves uh, have any experiences uh, that they would like to share um, at an either an ASBPA conference. It doesn't have to be an ASBPA. It could be any real conference conference. Um, and just talk about what that experience may have meant to them early on or earlier on in their careers.
2: I'll go uh, first and I'd love to hear the experiences of others. Um, I think the, the first conference uh, a professional, professional conference that I am um, that I went to was um, a uh, AGU American Geophysical Union and I was an undergraduate. And I was super excited to go. Um, I was in San Francisco and I was going to school up in Northern California. So it was an easy trip. But um, there was this international project that I was, um, that was going on off the Humboldt shelf, Humboldt, um, California uh, shelf. And so there were all these researchers that had come in from all over the world. And I was really excited to meet them because all I'd seen their names and you know, I was just a lab tech running sediment samples with settling tubes and um so getting a chance to sort of see these people in 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 3d was um was really exciting i was really looking forward to it um i got a cold i'll just be honest i got a cold conferences you get colds (laughs) you get a whole bunch of people together maybe that's not so funny in covid times but um I, i ended up sort of struggling through it um and I remember one of these researchers that uh, I really respected kind of looked at me at one point during the poster session, and he just sort of, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I don't know what's going on with you, but it's going to be okay. And I just sort of at that moment realized that, you know, this is a really cool community to be part of. Um, and yeah, you know, there, there's names on papers that you recognize, and there's people that you sort of hold up in this um, you know, in these sort of uh, pedestals. but when you get into an opportunity to interact with with somebody, you know, we're all humans. And so it was just that sort of humanizing moment where, uh, you know, we connected at that, that, that second and uh, and we just started talking and we talked science for a long time and um, and it just sort of it, it, it made me realize that conferences, especially for young professionals, can be kind of intimidating. Like you need to go and network and you need to do this and you get this pressure to achieve something. Um, But really being present and being open to just conversations and not getting caught up in that networking mentality and more just, hey, you're a human and you're interested in this and why I'm interested in this and let's talk about it. Um, It just sort of brings everyone back down to earth and you can still have all that respect. For the person you're talking to, and um, and they may not remember you for a while, but it's um it's just an opportunity to sort of connect on a different level that um that these conferences offer, and so I can think of a lot of other conferences where um, where that happens, uh, where that's happened, and it just sort of it sticks with you, and you kind of build this 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 mental image of I was at this conference in Portland, or that one was in New Orleans, or wherever. And that's where I met that one person. And that's just sort of, it just sort of grows. And so I think taking a step back from the stress of being like, you have to go and do something at the conference. If you're going, you're already 90% involved. And so it's just enjoy the rest
4: of it. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to echo that. and And it's really an opportunity to feel like everyone around you, all these big names that you may have been reading about or, you know, reading their, their text while you're in school. And all of a sudden you realize that they're all your peers in a sense. And, um, you know, the the more that you go to these conferences and given the opportunity to present, you actually start noticing how much growth that's achieving, you know, how much professional growth is going on without even trying. Uh, You know, the, I still remember the first time that I presented at a conference and, you know, standing up there and, it's like, geez, I've presented before, but all of a sudden it's this huge room with this big projector and it's a little bit intimidating. And then you look out into the audience and it's like, oh, wow, I wonder what sort of questions they're going to ask. And, you know, it's it's a little bit intimidating at first, but then you, you know, you start start talking and, and, and all, that, all that stress starts going away because you start realizing the audience is actually interested in what you have to say and what you've understood and kind of the the new ground that you may have covered or kind of you know what what is the topic of your of your discussion and, and they're interested it's not like they're trying to to grow you or ask you questions that you might not know the answers to they're, it's just a, a pure interest and uh you know the, the more you do it the you know then all of a sudden 10 years later you're presenting again and 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 it's just it, it, you stand up there and you realize Oh, yeah, everybody is my peer. It's, it's just a, a good feeling. It's it's how those networking relationships really start out. Um, you know, people are, they start to find out what you're interested in, and it gives opportunities to, you know, spark conversation later on in the conference. Um, you know, they, they hear your talk, and then later on, when you're walking around and having a coffee, they, they want to stop and ask you more questions, and then you're having an opportunity to ask them questions and find out, you know, what What other common grounds you might have and, and have the opportunity to learn from, from them. So it just it really, you know, evens out the playing ground and, and it actually, what seems like it might be intimidating, it actually takes that intimidation away by being a part of the conference, not just someone who's going out there and watching.
3: I'll just add in my uh, favorite story as a new professional was at a uh, ASPPA conference in New Orleans. And I was doing a, it was probably one of my first, presentations as a new professional, and it was on, um, having to be on Hawaii Regional Sediment Management, and um, after I was done, Orville Magoon, who's pretty much, I don't know if you'd call him a legend in the field of uh, coastal engineering, um, but certainly a well-known well, uh, person, came up to me after my presentation and talked to me and was, you know, sincerely interested in what I was doing and wanting to hear more. and. I was just so happy that somebody like him had taken an interest in what I've done and I'm sure you'll hear story after story um, that is very similar to that. people are uh, coastal people are very engaged and very interested in uh, what other people are doing and it's a nice community yeah
0: I, I I think that you you all just kind of I couldn't have summarized it any better. I think that perspective that you've just shared is is you know exactly what the conference experience is all about. And I certainly would uh, consider Orville one of the one of the greats if, if people haven't you know' were, Orville was one of the characters uh, of all time. anybody that uh, can be a coastal engineer have the history that he had and end up owning a vineyard and bringing wine to ASBPA conferences, yeah, there's there's a lot there. I'm not going to go into any more detail, but Orville is one of the one of the greats, and again, one of the great people. So, uh, I actually the the question I was going to ask to follow up, um, you you just answered, Kimberly uh, Kim. Uh, you know, the, the question was going to be, you know, uh, of all the people that you've met at a conference, maybe share a story about um, one of the people that you were maybe more intimidated to meet, or um, how that specific experience went. So. Um, I don't know, Doug, why don't you jump in there?
2: Well, I hate to follow Kim and say Orville, but it was, it was Orville. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, there's, it, it, it was a conference that we, uh, that CSBPA hosted, uh, California Shore and Beach Preservation Association has hosted. Um, and I just presented something about my, uh, my dissertation research on, um, transport or sediment transport around Rocky Headlands. And I was walking back to my table and to sit down. And um, this was later on in Orville's life. And, um, and he he kind of leaned over as I went by and and sort of put his hand on my, on on my, on my arm as I went by. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try and recreate exactly what he said, but it was, it was definitely just this brief exchange that then set up a longer conversation later. And it was, it was just the surge of, wow, if Orville thinks I'm doing something right. Okay. Like I'm, I'm not off, like I'm, I'm not off the field here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And, um, and it just led to a really great dialogue with him later on that day. And, uh, you know, just stuck with me because someone of that stature to to take interest in uh, in, in my work was uh, was a real a real surge of, of, um, of confidence that um, that got me through some tougher times later on towards the end of my Ph.D. But um, but uh, I think I I think Orville, you know, he, he is larger than life. So um, I think I think I'm OK saying him, too. <laughs>
0: How about you, Andrew? Is there anybody that, uh, you specifically recall, uh, meeting at a conference?
4: Thank you. (laughs) Um, I don't have any particular names that I would throw out. It's kind of the whole gamut of, of everybody. Um, for me, it was one of the aspects that kind of stand out and it leads into the certain role that I'm presently in is, uh, when I started out my coastal career, I was working a lot in Louisiana, um, doing, doing a lot of work over in Florida, Louisiana, in that area. And then when I came out to Hawaii, the first time that I came to uh, meet the rest of the coastal professionals out here, it was actually when we were starting to form um, the Hawaii chapter of American Shore and Beach Preservation Association. So it, it wasn't really a conference, but it was a meeting of all of the coastal professionals in Hawaii. And this was the first time that I met any of them. and you know none of them really knew it, but I, you know I've done my research, I've read some of the papers that, that the, these people have put out. and um, you know, it was, it was just really exciting to be in a room with everybody all at the same time. you know, all of these papers that I've read and been thinking about for years, and all of a sudden, oh wow, <laughs> I thought it was gonna take years to meet all of these people. And I met everybody within an hour, you know? And after that hour, we kind of got together and had Pohana, I had a couple of drinks and, you know, just, just a good time. And j- it was just a great way to, you know, break the ice. So it was, um, like I say, it's it's not just one person. It's just the, the whole community in general um, is kind of the way that I would sum it up. Uh, whether that's a conference or, you know, other sponsored events that, you know, are through, uh, through, through ASBPA or the various chapters. Um, so I, I I may not have answered the question, but that's, that's kind of my response to it. My, my gut instinct, I would guess to say.
0: Yeah, that's, 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 that's great. Um, so I'm going to do something that we, I don't think we've ever done. Um, I am going to, uh, give you a preview of the last question that we're going to ask you, because I want you to think about it because you're putting everybody else on the spot with these lightning talks. Um, we're going to put you on the spot at, at the, at the very end, the last question we're going to ask you is a lightning, a lightning plug call it for, uh, the, the the ASBPA conference. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you know that's coming. It's coming down the pike. So I'll give you a a little bit of time to formulate your quick answers to that. but before we get there, um, I think one thing that we do want to talk about uh, a little bit more is um, any advice that you might give. Uh, I think you, you all told great stories about your conference experiences, but um, you know, particularly for students and new professionals, how do they make the most uh, of these conference opportunities? Um, what types of things can they do? What can they do to be prepared? Um, so I don't know who wants to take a, a, a first go at that question.
3: I'll give uh, one at least one thing, um, when you go to a presentation, is ask questions. So find a obviously find a session that you're interested in, um, but don't be afraid to ask questions either during the time that's provided during the session or even just approaching the speaker afterwards and having a conversation. So you can get a lot just from having a one-on-one conversation or, or asking questions. So I encourage you to ask questions during the sessions.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that, Kim. It's 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 about showing that curiosity. Um, you know, if you're if you're at the conference or if you're at a conference in general, um, you know, hopefully you've, you've already got something invested in it. But uh, taking that curiosity to the next level um, is is a great way of doing it through through questions. Another thing to do, you kind of mentioned, John. Um, you know, what to do to be prepared. Um, you know, actually looking at the at the agenda um, and, and plotting your 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 roadmap through um, it, it sounds so basic, and yet, you know, it's if you don't do it, you just end up kind of going with the flow, and that might work, but it might also you might miss out on other things that really you were interested in. So. Investing a few minutes of time, even if it's just that morning of the conference of of that day, um, because you already heard somebody talk about that similar topic yesterday. So maybe you want to do something different. You kind of adjust your game plan. But, um, you know, game plan within within some bounds, because uh, you never know when somebody will start to spark your interest as you as you hear what they're saying. Um, but that can also help avoid sort of bouncing around too much and sort of scattering yourself. Um, and then you can't remember what, uh, what you heard in that session versus that session. So a little bit of an investment in, uh, in sort of what, where you want to go through that day. I think that helps out.
4: Yeah. I'll have to, uh, echo both of those, uh, both of those statements, both asking questions and coming with a game plan. Um, and and the third one that i might like to throw out is you know don't don't confine yourself to stay within the group or you know the organization that you came to the conference with or who you know um you know have the courage to kind of go out and follow your own interests and go to the talks that are most interesting to you Um, because when you go do that way um you'll be more interested in you know what you're hearing you'll have more questions um you know so that that also goes back to the the whole recommendation of you know plotting your plotting your course before the day of the conference um you know setting up a game plan and being like okay i want to go over over here and uh you know just kind of trying to figure out where the rooms are and um uh, you know what the layout of the land is and, and having a game plan um but that's you know don't, don't be afraid to Go out and meet new people. <laughs> that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's great advice. And I think uh, the game planning aspect is important. I'm, you know, I'm old enough that you know, back in the olden days when we had printed agendas and things like that, I remember sitting on the plane, going through the the list of talks with a highlighter, and you know where I'm going to go when. Uh, nowadays, it's much easier with the digital um, uh, digital tools that that we have, but. Um, definitely, uh, would make a a plug for, for planning ahead of time. Uh, and then, you know, asking questions is, is something that I think is extremely important. Um, you know, taking those opportunities, particularly poster sessions are great. Poster sessions are absolutely awesome, uh, both to ask questions of the people who have presenting or presenting posters. Um, but also if you are presenting a poster, it's a great opportunity to meet people. Um, so I would definitely, uh, make a. I uh, I would definitely say it's important to, to ask those, ask questions. Um, you know, the, the, story that I would relate is that, um, I took an undergraduate student to an ASBPA conference years ago. I think it was, I think it was in Texas, might've been South Padre. Um, and the undergraduate student came back, uh, and said that she spoke to somebody, um, and they offered her an internship to to do work in Hawaii for the summer. And I was just, it just blew my mind. It was like, you did what? How did that happen? You're an undergraduate uh, and and you were able to talk yourself into uh, a summer job in Hawaii. Like it just, it was amazing. But that, I bring that up because that's the type of opportunity that, you know, um, you don't ever know about unless you uh, eventually work up the courage to talk to people um, Again, it's, it, at ASBPA, everyone's nice, right? It's a great group of people. Um, uh, so take those opportunities, try to make the most of it. Um, definitely get outside of your comfort zone. Don't sit with your your group. I had a former advisor that used to actually make his students all sit at a separate table. They couldn't sit together at lunch, specifically so that they would interact with other people. Um, I don't go that quite that far with my students now, but I think that's great advice. Um, Meet those new people. That's part of what the conference experience is about. So as we're kind of winding down here, um, I'm going to hit back, I think, on that question that I promised you. So um, lightning lightning plugs for the ASBPA conference in Long Beach. So uh, we'll go around the room. Uh, Doug, why don't you take a first go at it?
2: Okay, um, I don't know how long my lightning actually strikes, but I'm gonna do it. I have okay. Come see SoCal, sink your toes in the sand and your mind into coastal issues. We want to learn what you know.
0: Great, um, love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, um, Kim, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go next?
3: Okay, I'm gonna go back to my original plug of come to long beach it's a great city lots of things to do surfing uh, stand-up paddleboarding, parasailing taking a water taxi from one end of the city to another riding or even roller skating along our miles long bike path um, i think you will really love s- s- seeing and uh, recreating in the city of long beach so we Hope you could come on top of all the great things at the conference itself.
0: Great. And Andrew, again, batting cleanup. What's your uh, final plug for the ASBPA national conference?
4: Uh, come join the beachside party in Southern California. Remember surfings Hawaii's, I mean, California state sport. So I believe that uh, surfboards are actually free to bring on airplanes. So uh, all you East coasters come, come join and, have some fun in some larger waves. And we'll learn a little bit more about coastal engineering and coastal geology and different types of
0: beaches and coastal environments.
1: Some of that too. Awesome. Solid, guys. Thanks so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for that. And I would just uh, add my own personal plug for visiting the West Coast. My first ASBPA conference was actually in Portland, Oregon, many, 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 many years ago. Uh, first time I was actually at the West coast, everything that was just, uh, mentioned about, uh, how amazing and spectacular beaches on the West coast are, uh, the proximity of the mountains, the, you know, the issues with the, uh, tectonics, um, it's just a whole new perspective for me, um, as an East coaster heading out West. So definitely make that plug for visiting, uh, Long Beach and participating in this year's, uh, National Coastal Conference. So with that, um, I want to thank all three of you uh, for your time and insight into the National Coastal Conference. Uh, For all of our listeners, uh, if you still haven't registered for the conference, you can head over to ASBPA.org for registration and program information. Uh, If you're a speaker and you haven't already registered, you have until September 1st to register at the standard conference rate. Uh, some other deadlines, The August 26th is the deadline for the conference rate uh, at the room block at the Weston Long Beach. Special this year, the Student and New Professionals chapter will be hosting a raffle event at the National Conference. Uh, proceeds of the raffle will go to funding student awards and scholarship opportunities for the following year. So we look forward to uh, lots of participation uh, from everybody. Have your cash ready and support your local, regional, and national student attendees. Uh, if you're planning to attend the national uh, conference and are interested in learning more about SMP, stop by the SMP booth and meet its members and leaders. I would say uh, also feel free to stop by and bug either Marissa or myself um, if, if you're going to be there. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, we'd love to find out, uh, you know, how you how you think we're doing in this coastal and. In- coastal podcasting role
1: please we need feedback
0: (laughs) Uh, if you're interested in learning about the asbpa its regional chapters its committees and past conferences you can read through asbpa.org and finally uh be seen and heard where it matters share your story in top coastal and ocean podcasts and on coastal news today if you're interested in becoming a sponsor Uh, We ask you to contact Tyler Buckingham at Tyler at coastalnewstoday.com or go to coastalnewstoday.com backslash advertising. Uh, Tyler is our wonderful producer of this podcast and makes us sound great every single month. So that's an amazing task. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you again to our guests. And thank you to our listeners.
1: Thank you, guys.